FM. It's the Culture Club there. Cultured as ever, don't you understand? So, 19 before 9. It's so nice to have him back. We're talking about finances here, and we're talking about Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is back in the saddle this morning. Philip, it's so good to hear your voice this morning. I really hate it when I'm talking about 500-point swings in the Dow, and I'm doing it all by myself. I need somebody to help me explain this mess sometimes. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I had a good uh, three days of meetings and, uh, and, and educational stuff, and just uh, working on uh, becoming bi- better business people, and so it was really a good, a good couple days there at our mastermind there. And uh, but you know, I gotta say, you did a good job yesterday talking things back up before I got back here. Now, we sure did our best to set the table. The Dow was up 596 points yesterday. Standard & Poor's was up by 80, and the NASDAQ was up by 220 points. Not a bad day until you consider the fact that the Dow was at 33.9, and it took a number like 596 points up to get it out of the correction level because we're about 9% off the peak. So, yeah, the mines are on Ukraine, and that's probably where they ought to be right now. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. I mean, and definitely that's, uh, you know, that's the thing that's causing a lot of the ups and downs because uh, there's just so much uncertainty over there. But I will say this, that uh, looking at my year numbers, that did put the um, NASDAQ, uh, the last two days, put the NASDAQ back into positive territory for the last 12 months. Well, thank heavens for small favors, huh? (laughs) Barely, but it's there. The year-to-date is still El Stinko, bringing us up through yesterday. The news item of the day that really caught my eye yesterday was uh, Jay Paulson, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, his usual uh, every-couple-of-month appearance before Congress, and he did something I have never heard a Fed chairman do. He actually told Congress yesterday that he was going to push the Open Market Committee on their meeting this month to increase interest rates by just a quarter of a percent. Now, you and I were saying... Saying that, you know, we could go a half, and some of the guys were t- more hawkish enough to be talking about three-quarters of a percent interest rate increase uh, on the March meeting. Uh, Paulson said only a quarter, and, uh, well, you and I would agree that's kicking the can down the road at inflation a little bit. It's definitely a market calmer while everybody's worried about the Ukrainian situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. That uh, I think that probably helped the market yesterday significantly because it, it gave some certainty uh, to the interest rate increase. And so, you know, anytime that you can bring some certainty uh, or take some uncertainty out of the market uh, and the economy, that's going to help the markets. And, and I think that's probably what we saw yesterday is that that, that was a big help. Oh, yeah. The fear and greed index that I follow on one of my tip sheets went from extreme fear to modest fear. I mean, it was like a it was like a 20 point uptick on our fear and greed index uh, just after the Paulson remarks. I mean, everybody knows I've been describing these interest rate increases as castor oil. You know, it's good for you, but it tastes terrible when you do it. Uh, Kicking the can down the road a little bit while we've got other things to worry about and other fish to fry. I mean, economically, it's a bad idea, but politically, it's the right idea for the markets. No, definitely. You know, and, and we're seeing more political decisions than um, economic decisions coming out of uh, everywhere lately. Uh, yeah, like how, how about how dangerous COVID is, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. The map, if anybody didn't notice, this has nothing to do with financing, but the official CDC map all of a sudden went from 80% of the country in red high danger down to 80% of the country down in orange, meaning be careful, uh, all in 24 hours. Gosh, couldn't have had anything to do with the State of the Union speech, could it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Politics, politics. Yeah, government data dump this morning. We got the usual Thursday reports out. And they're all relatively good, too, everything being considered. Initial jobless claims, we were expecting 225,000 new jobless claims last week. Only got 215,000. The continuing claims upticked by a little bit. But you got to keep in mind, when you're down in the 1.4 million range, we're pretty much at full employment as far as continuing claims are concerned. So I don't think a slight uptick there is really going to upset anybody either. No, it's, it's not. You know, you're right. We are, by definition, in full employment, and uh, which is which is somewhat concerning, right? Because there's so many job openings that are not full, but yet we've got pretty much everybody that wants a job has a job, except for this about one and a half million people. Yeah, and they have a portion of those evidently don't want a job, or in some cases they're just overqualified for the jobs that are available. And uh, if you feel like being uncharitable, they're too darn picky at this point. Well, yeah, it, it could be that. You know, the other thing I ran into is they, they could have you know records that don't allow them to to work in certain industries, so that can be an issue too. That as well. The other economic report that came out this morning was worker productivity. Uh, they expected a 6.6% increase in non-farm productivity last quarter. That's exactly what we've got. So I got nothing exciting as far as uh, government data dump information. It all basically reinforces the same thing we've been saying all along. Economy's perking along all right. We're looking at a bad inflation number. And the problem is because we got an international crisis, we probably can't and maybe shouldn't do anything about but for a month or so. Yeah, that seems to be the case, which will make it even more interesting the next meeting to see what they do in terms of interest rates. Yeah, because in the negotiations, this particular minutes from the Federal Open Market Committee could be really interesting because, like you said before we got on the phone, uh, Paulson said he was going to propose and felt that he could get a quarter of a percent increase from the Fed meeting this month. Now, we've had Fed governors that have been on the rubber chicken circuit talking about how they think we ought to go up to three quarters of a point all at once, and a half a percent was pretty much what they were expecting. Now, the minutes are going to be real interesting to see just what kind of a rebellion Paulson has on his hands next week. It will be to see what the sentiment is going forward. If he gets the quarter point, you know, what's he going to have to promise maybe uh, for the next meeting or two in terms of interest rate hikes? Yeah, if the St. Louis Fed starts a food fight, we'll know we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we do have earnings season going on, and you got some money on your mind with a few companies out there. What do we want to start with this morning? Well, let's start with Best Buy. Best Buy came out. Uh, they did fall a little short of expectations. Um, their uh, their earnings came in as expected at two dollars and seventy three cents. Um, they they missed a little bit on revenue. Uh, but I got to tell you, they are uh, they are they're bouncing back really nice right now. They're up a little over five percent, um, mostly because that um, you know they they the fourth quarter was supply chain issues. That was that was a problem. Still got supply chain issues, um, low inventory. But they they feel like now that that things are coming back online, and and they think that this year will still end up being a very good year for them. 
And so that's giving the, some positive news to, uh, to Best Buy and, and moving their stock up higher. Cautionary tale to be had there that you could even have a slight miss and if your guidance is good, the market likes you this what this time around. That's right. You know, if you can make a case that, hey, look, this is, you know, we, we lost it because of, of nothing that we could have done any better. You know, we just couldn't get the product to sell. Well, then that's going to help them down the road, uh, you know, especially with guidance. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere. So um, I want to talk to this one. And I, I never really understood this company, but uh, they're, they're a, a software cloud computing company called Snowflake. I, I just don't like the name, but uh, <laughs> it makes me think of other things, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but they, uh, they, they lost 43 cents a share. Revenue was better than expected. So, so I'm not sure what the deal is, but they're getting beat up. Um, I think they gave a lot weaker than expected guidance um, for this current quarter. And so they're down 19, almost 19% right now. Snowflake is melting. There you go. I, I knew you'd find something to spin off of that. Um, yeah, I've never heard of it either, but it does sound like a, like an activist company at one point or another, doesn't it? It does. It does. Just the name of it just doesn't quite float. Um, then we had Victoria's Secret. You know, they, they you know they spun off their their own company now, um, not tied in with um, with Bath and Body, and so uh, they uh, they did better than expected on earnings by about uh, seven cents a share. Revenue was a little bit above expectations as well. Um, so, so things were looking good for them. Um, they're, they're basically in line. I mean, they're down less than two-tenths of a percent right now. It could be some profit-taking. It could be just um, some other – they're saying inflation is an issue for them. Um, so, so that could be causing just a little bit of a, a tinge of, of issue with them. The last one I have for you is um, Box, Box.Inc., Box.com storage company, another um, internet storage platform, but but a little bit different uh, than some of the other ones. Uh, but they uh, they beat on top and bottom line, and uh, and they they're doing doing well this morning. They're up almost six percent before we get started. Cloud storage is definitely something to get into these days. There's a lot of them out there, especially if you're uh, good at it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just don't name your company Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, I just don't quite get that one. I don't get that. Setting the table again, big update on all three of the major indexes yesterday. The Dow was up by over one and three quarters percent in one day. That's a barn burner. Even better than that in the S&P, they were up 1.86, and NASDAQ was the, was the slacker in the bunch. They were only up about one and two-thirds percent. In other words, a great day yesterday. 45 minutes before we open, how are we looking this morning, Philip? So I still have uh, green ink. Well, you know what? My quotes are behind. I'm not sure what's wrong with my ticker right here. Um, so let me see if I can find my delayed quotes real quick, because this is not helpful. Um, so let's look at delayed quotes. Oh, we're still in the red. I mean, in the green. So that's good. My, my numbers were still from 815. That was not helpful. Um, just, so, I've got 840 and that's about as close as I can get. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got the Dow is up uh, a little over a third of a percent. We got the S&P 500 up a third of a percent. NASDAQ's up two tenths. I got to tell you, well, interest rate, 10 years back up too, to uh, 1.87 right now. So it's moving up a little bit as well, uh, which is, which is kind of good. We then have uh, oil 
is uh, up almost one percent, up to one eleven sixty nine. Not not uh, not a not a really good move there. We've got gold up four tenths, and we've got uh, silver up one point one. So everything is green across the board, whether we like it or not, Dave. Uh, yep, uh, wheat and corn are being watched as well because that's kind of uh, one of the uh, pawns in the Russian thing. Wheat is at a 14-year high right now, to give you an idea. It ain't just the hard commodities that are going crazy. You said wheat, not weed, right? Uh, well, that too, probably. But you, know, <laughs> you buy it for a completely different reason. <laughs> Once again, we're looking at a uh, relatively little bit of green anyway. We don't like the oil, but everything else is fine. Philip, if somebody needs to be able to take the volatility out of their retirement funds, and heaven knows we got a lot of it, how do I find you today? You know, Dave, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037. That's exactly why we developed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show. 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and on 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM together again for twice this week. When do you think they're going to start quoting weed futures anyway? I think that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, Philip. We'll see you tomorrow. Right, Talk to you Thank later. You. Yeah, it's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler, are you near retirement? Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week has gone well, and uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow, same time, same place. I hope you'll join us then. Until then, have a great day.